episode of Merlo and Me. I'm your host, Linda Kamau, and today I'm joined by Cherono Sigilai. Hi, everywhere. My name's Cherono. I'm a good friend of Linda's. Yeah, where are you joining us from? So I'm in Nairobi. Okay, so this week, um, Cherono and I are going to talk about plant-based diets. And if you're not sure what that is, what that even means, that's basically being like a vegetarian or a vegan or even a pescatarian. Apparently that counts as being plant-based because, yeah, but we're going to focus more on the diet part of it, like the the food part rather than the whole movement of veganism, because that's like a much bigger topic that (laughs) we are not educated enough to discuss. (laughs) But yeah, before we do that, of course, we have to introduce the wine of the week. So Sharona, what are you drinking? So I'm drinking, okay, so it has an Argentinian name. It's an Argentinian wine. So mm-hmm. we're drinking rosé today. So mine, I guess we both have something similar. Yeah. Um, it's a Malbec rosé called Estrancia Mendoza. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we, yeah, we're both drinking Malbec rosés, which is interesting. I didn't even know they made Malbec rosés until today. Yeah. So that's fun. <laughs> and yeah, they're I from. Shocked. Uh huh. Yeah, and they're from the Mendoza region in Argentina. That's I think it's a city or maybe a county in Argentina. So yeah, this one, the one I've got is Familia Chechen. Sechen? I don't know how to say that. It might be Spanish. It's not Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> We're not Spanish. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but this one's actually a vegan wine, which feels like very on brand with what we're talking about. I don't even know they make vegan wines. Like, what what does it mean for a wine to be vegan? Right? Isn't and they all just grapes? <laughs> I'll get to that. Yeah. No, no, I'll get to that. We'll get there. But yeah, okay. well, if you're listening at home, you know, go ahead and dra- grab your drink, grab your water grab your soda, grab your wine, whatever it is, and yeah. toast. episode 11. Yeah, so apparently this cork is 100% plant cork, which is like, what are the other ones? That's also part of the vegan, yeah. <laughs> the vegan movement, the movement. All right. This is all like 100% compostable and it's better for the environment than a regular cork, apparently. What's I don't know why. From then? I thought they were like, I guess they were all like, I don't know, plants, like, yeah, that's what I assume, but I guess, yeah, wood or something. Maybe they all, maybe the others take longer to like to break down when they're thrown out. So I guess this one is okay, like plastic or something, yeah, because again, mm -hmm. yeah, because again, like with the vegan movement, it's all about being sustainable and helping the environment like it's larger than just what you're eating yeah lifestyle it's not just yeah it's a movement (laughs) you know (laughs) cheers cheers (laughs) (laughs) so yours is actually like yeah the different colors yeah very red pinkish Mm -hmm. mine is a bit more amber colored almost yellow but yeah that's crazy oh oh wow that is very (laughs) i don't know if i like that (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i was expecting something very different 
<laughs> no. <laughs> that didn't seem right. Oh my God. How does that taste? It's like, it's sour, which is weird. It's not dry because it's definitely mm-hmm. sweet, sweet-ish, but it's like, it's like something is dragging out in my mouth and it's like sour. And I don't know what that is. And I'm, I'm very confused about this wine. Okay, let me see what it says at the back. It says red pomegranate, intense strawberry and cherries scent. And then it's like in the mouth, it's got gentle mm-hmm. tannins and long mouth end. I don't know what that's, the- that's what you're experiencing. <laughs> yeah. <that> long mouth <laughs> end. Long mouth end. I think that that's new. <laughs> I had a long mouth end in my mouth. <laughs> that is not. That's that's interesting. Okay, so apparently these are organic grapes. Uh huh. There's no there's no GMO stuff going on with this. <laughs> I guess. Cool. I guess that's part of the vegan thing as well. Oh, okay. So it's weird that you don't like yours because this one's really nice. I really like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it smells like very like light fruity like raspberries, and then the taste is like very nice. Like it's dry, but like. It's it's not. I didn't experience your long mouth. Yeah, no. This one it <laughs> smells almost like plastic. I'm not gonna lie. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's the cork. Maybe it's this cork that's this damaged. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't think I like that. It's going so far. The vegan wine. So I just I, I didn't expect that at all. I thought it was gonna be like a regular rosé you know rosé is yeah. like sweet like almost flowery and nice exactly. like, Very... yeah but this is like it's like acidic a bit but then oh. it's also I don't know what that is but it's not bad don't get me wrong I, it's just yeah. really surprised me <laughs> it surprised me that's what it is okay yeah, yeah I have a fun fact about mm-hmm. rosés that I think I want to share with you um yeah, so apparently the first type of wine that was ever made was actually rosé because oh, back then the, the technique for making wine was just to squish out the juice by hand or by foot. And so they had like a little bit of contact with the grape skin, but not enough for it to become dark enough, like to become like a dark red wine. So that's why mm-hmm. they achieved that pinkish color. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was pretty much the, the way they used to make wine before it's not it's not really the way they do it now because yeah. now you can even like peel like with white wine you, you basically peel the grape before you make the juice you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah that's how they used to do it and so pretty much any like pre I don't know I don't even know how old wine is in general but <laughs> the first the first <laughs> wines were probably rosé yeah yeah <laughs> Wait, uh, so what percentage is yours maybe it's like because when it's like a yeah. high percentage, okay like... so this one it's 12.5 percent so okay. that's not that high i think the highest yeah. is like 13 maybe 14 yeah 14 because this one's it doesn't it's 13.5 yeah that's high yeah. that's a lot higher maybe that's but yeah. then and I was surprised that rosés go that high because they're like yeah no yeah the reason that wine has these kinds of percentages is because 
so like residual sugars will affect the the, the, the alcohol content so if it has mm-hmm. a lot of sugar if it's a sweeter wine it'll have a higher alcohol percentage than uh, than a drier wine which is very interesting that's actually really interesting i thought it would have been the opposite the drier ones are usually like ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no, it has more flavor but the the alcohol content is not usually as high which is funny that's a fun fact about wine <laughs> and yeah so these ones are from argentina but rosé was primarily from france and mm. Yeah, okay. they were actually, again, with, with what I was telling you before, they used to be used for making champagne. So champagne wasn't always the, the yellowy color that we know it to be. It used so to actually be a little bit blush. pink. Yeah, yeah, a blush, a blush color. Mm-hmm. Now I was like, let's move in the middle because you're like a red fanatic. Yeah, you and... like white wine. I like <laughs> yeah, white wine. I was like... But do you like sweet wine or dry wine? Definitely dry. Um um a chardonnay any day sauvignon blanc i mean growing more into sauvignon blanc but yeah yeah. and the bubbly started that's when i went down the rabbit hole of rosé but (laughs) i can't lie it has been really nice it's really nice and it feels so nice to drink something that i don't know smells like flowers and it does it does usually (laughs) smell nice not this one (laughs) i'm upset about this (laughs) this one you know even like on the bottle it it has like mm. a drawing, like a picture of a root. You see? Mm. <laughs> That's what I'm oh just, my god! Okay, your <laughs> root is <laughs> no flowers. <laughs> like so, yeah. hug. If you, you want like the traditional medicine, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is some traditional medicine right here from Argentina. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man, because I usually <laughs> actually like a Malbec. A Malbec, like a red one, is always my mm-hmm. favorite type of wine. Like, That's what I go to all the time, but. I've never had a Malbec rosé, so that was interesting. Yeah, I'll try another brand next time. More. Maybe it's the vegan in it. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. back to you know that's what I was thinking because I was like, this one doesn't seem too bad. Yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah. something like, and you know, so there's also that. Okay, so we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> the whole yeah. vegan versus non-vegan things and the the yeah. taste difference. You know, exactly. Um, that's that's a big that's a big note right there. But yeah, so we're here to talk about plant-based diets. And I think it's important to define a plant-based diet at the beginning. So, Cherna, do you know what a plant do you know like the proper definition for a plant-based diet? Um <coughs> proper. I don't know, is that like by di- dictionary? I doubt it's not. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd say okay, a plant-based diet is um basically any form of nutrition that's based on plants i guess yeah. that get that you obtain you obtain your nutrition from um plants not animals yeah so yeah basically yeah. veggies um yeah mm-hmm. fresh yeah. produce right yeah not dead carcass <laughs> <laughs> not a dead carcass not animals not not humans yeah. i hope mm. But yeah, yeah, plant-based diet, that's exactly what it is. It's just a diet that focuses on food primarily from from plants. So it's not necessarily only from plants. So that's why mm-hmm. we have like vegetarians who eat dairy and cheese and like eggs, but yeah. vegans will like do the whole meal and just be like fruits and vegetables and like only plants. <laughs> but yeah, um 
it's more about choosing to focus on plant-based things. So even if you're a pescatarian and you eat fish, like I don't think it's good to eat fish every day. So probably majority of the time you're eating plant-based. It's just maybe when you go out, you'd have fish. So that's also Mm. another example of a plant-based diet. But yeah, Uh, this would be a fun conversation that um there's something i saw the other day that it's not like it like the amount of sleep ups doesn't like doesn't matter it's just that you're conscious about mm. what you're eating so your plant-based intake actually goes up so yeah kind of this, even though you are taking like as a pescatarian you are taking in fish you're more conscious of taking it in so you don't take it in as much as you know like other hopeless eaters yeah 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 and people will pursue these kinds of diets for all kinds of reasons but Mm -hmm. i think it would be fun to talk about our journey with these types of diets (laughs) (laughs) so people who don't know jared and i personally we we became vegetarians at the same time in high school i think it was like the, the last year of high school or something and yeah, what I remember was that you showed me that Forks Over Knives documentary. Yes. <laughs> I think it was on YouTube or something. And we watched yes, it. And, it oh my God. Yeah. And then we're like, we have to stop. We need to, <laughs> we need to stop eating. Well, and we need to stop eating meat. <laughs> yeah. And that was like, that was the trigger for us. Well, it was a trigger for me. And yeah, yeah I think at the beginning... We were lucky that the area, like the school we were in was a bit more support, like what was aware of vegetarians just because there was like people who have been like Indians that have been vegetarian their whole life and stuff. So there were options, you know, but what did you have a hard time with it in the beginning? Um, Yeah. I did because like I remember when I started um I'd actually been shown the documentary by another friend Laura I don't know if you remember yeah she showed it to me and I was like okay so I have to stop eating meat like this is done you know yeah your environment and everything and so um I remember the biggest challenge at the beginning was kind of like telling people like yo I don't eat meat like or I won't eat meat it was like what, what what's this about your African parents looking at you like <laughs> yeah. excuse you you want to get sick you know yeah. <laughs> there's always this argument of you you'll be frail and weak if you don't exactly. have meat yeah yeah so it was kind of getting over that to being like no you can actually I feel like all through that was like the biggest one of the biggest challenges trying to explain to someone why the meat is not on your plate and yeah. why you believe that it's not good for you mm-hmm. so that was pretty pretty big um yeah what about you I think <laughs> I mean yeah <laughs> a similar thing yeah it was about that like trying to explain it to people but for me like even just the the food aspect of it was I used to get so tempted like I didn't mind like doing it for lunch and stuff but like breakfast yeah. what when those farmers yeah. choice sausages <laughs> and you're like yes i want a sausage (laughs) that was what you see it was breakfast that made me rethink my whole life or even like further down the line i think i remember going to a wedding or something and Mm. i had nyamachoma and i was like hey this meat is looking (laughs) i'm gonna have to hide in the corner yeah because yeah i remember my cousin got married around that summer Mm -hmm. 
when we just graduated mm. and yeah i think i remember that yeah that whole wedding i was just like eating skuma wiki <laughs> and rice yeah i mean that's you know girl don't worry <laughs> And everyone was like, I don't understand. Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Is it like a weight loss thing? And that, it was, that was a lot of judgment of me trying to explain myself, which is so funny because there's so many people that are vegetarians, like for, for religious reasons or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, do you, do you think it had an impact on your health or like your energy? Yes. Oh gosh. Okay, I feel like the biggest one that I still notice to date is like energy. Mm. It's like your body is like almost attuned to like I don't know the the sun moon cycle. I don't know what to say. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's like literally when the sun comes up, your your body feels like you've had enough sleep. Like your melatonin receptors are like, "Alright, enough sleep." Mm. Wakey wakey and you're up. Um and you have enough energy to go about the day and when it's time to sleep you sleep like and it's you know like a restful sleep yeah. so that was really really big like a big thing to notice like your like your body's energy was actually like i had like a lot of energy to burn i could do a lot of things and even mm-hmm. when i'm going to bed i wouldn't feel like strained like oh my god it's been such a long day it's like yeah. okay i did a lot you know But yeah, so that was pretty interesting. What about yeah. you? I feel I, I share that same sentiment. I think I was a bit more active after the fact because also, but I don't know if I don't know if it was specifically because of becoming a vegetarian or also because we were just going to to uni and <laughs> it was new and exciting, and so that made a yeah. contribute to the energy as well. But I remember sort of being like more active than I had been. in the yeah. year before like that summer i think i even joined a gym i was working mm. out <laughs> and I, was like, i never used to work out <laughs> like, when was i in the gym in high school like once but <clears throat> yeah at that point like i was really into it and it was it was fun and i think i did end up losing a bit of weight that's yeah so i was that kind of encouraged me to keep going because i was i was enjoying that activeness and the one thing i loved the most about it was not feeling not feeling so full you know yes like when you yes. eat something that has meat especially red mm-hmm. meat what wow, you feel like yeah. you're bad like you need to lie and, down. and it doesn't even matter the size <laughs> yeah. yeah and uh, that was such a big thing like you don't get tired after eating you no. know you don't sleep your body doesn't need to shut down you yeah. need to move around again you know it's mm-hmm. like you eat and it's like you've kind of like re-energized it's like you've plugged into the power cable and now you're good yeah. to go again you know yeah, i think it's just because so, like vegetables digest faster than than and meat. yeah they have like a shorter time in your gut you know mm-hmm. they go through faster mm-hmm. and um which is this? i think around the same time you remember how we used to watch all those documentaries <laughs> and everything and yeah you know, and he used those one i saw that was talking about how um the different lengths of time that food spends in your gut mm-hmm. and what it has in you so you know mm-hmm. fruits and veggies they flush through very fast they're very high fiber and then you have the meats and the starches that are kind of they don't really have anything and they require more effort from your gut for them to be moved along yeah and the longer you stay in your gut like for example like meats they could start going bad and you'll have certain bacteria starting to grow there that are not really 
healthy mm-hmm. for you so kind of kind of also affects your i don't know i'd say your mental capabilities because you kind of slow down right yeah. so yeah that's when you you know rest and digest as they say but yeah. it's just like kind of like overloaded your gut with um food that had says dead <laughs> you know with <laughs> a dead body that makes sense <laughs> yeah and for all the listeners you know cherono is a doctor so uh, she's on her way to becoming a doctor so this is like the most legit professional that I've had on the podcast <laughs> so far. <laughs> we're growing, we're growing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so when was the first time you like broke or like sort of left the plant-based diet since that oh, time you started? So um that was probably probably about four, three years later, or mm. three, four years later. I came back to Kenya to study and as you know Kenya is a very meat centered I don't know society yeah so <laughs> everything is um pretty much meat based breakfast lunch dinner and going for family functions people wouldn't understand why yeah. I'm not they're like yeah. oh my god you've lost so much weight what's going on you know it's cuz you know you know you're not eating meat you're not eating meats so It was a thing it was a big thing at home I had a fight with my parents and eventually was like yo girl you have to eat <laughs> so <laughs> um um I I went on pushing back and forth for some time and I remember one time I just gave in and I ate and my body like I had such an adverse reaction to it which was very interesting to say the least like I got a fever wow. um, my stomach was upset for like I think 3 days um just general cold like 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 sick like a weird allergy reaction so i was like oh my god what are we really putting in our bodies you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah but then from there um i guess after the first week the reaction passed and yeah then i somehow convinced myself to start eating it again i don't understand how but yeah i slipped it was on and off and it like let's say once a month and then we came to once every two weeks and then every and, day yeah, you know <laughs> I'm like oh it's just chicken just chicken but yeah kind of slips the whole way i think i had the same sort of thing although yeah. I, I, though it got to a point where i was just like fuck it i don't care anymore i'm just going to eat meat right. <laughs> yeah. yeah you know it's like cuz i feel like um it's a lifestyle so there's a sort of discipline that comes with it yeah. like you're right you're working out and yeah. once i think once you open the door it's kind of like the floodgates just kind of burst open and you just don't really care about yeah. that much anymore yeah i think it's also because we took a leap like we went from vegetarian to vegan very fast like right. i think we were vegetarians for like the the end of high school and then by the time we said you need yeah. like okay now we're vegans and it's like oh gosh yeah, <laughs> yeah yes. so that i think that jump is what contributes <laughs> sorry i was saying i think that jump is what made made it a bit more intense and maybe made us relapse back to eating meat more like faster than we would have does that make sense yeah, yeah. um I don't know I'd say okay cuz you know like um they say there's those people who go like overnight switch cuz even when we went vegetarian it was kind of like mm. overnight we're like we'll go the whole mile but we'll just 
stop we'll eating tomorrow. yeah exactly and mm-hmm. it just it went like that and it was consistent for like maybe three four months yeah and then we went vegan yeah so you know I remember at the start of uni I was actually like a raw vegan like yeah dude you were doing the most Everybody oh my god like yes <laughs> and you'd be like what? cutting your carrots I'm like girl <laughs> there's no bread <laughs> nothing else. like oh bye wheat <laughs> Hey, you really, you really oh dive, you dive in the deep. Like, <laughs> I did, and I used to feel so good. I remember I used to take morning runs or evening walks. Yeah. And my body really felt like prime. You know, I think that was like the peak of my health. Yeah. <laughs> see. Yeah. Because like, I don't know, I've, um, lately I've been eating a lot of wheat, like pasta and um, breads. Yeah. Right. Um, mm-hmm. It's just just my system feels so gunky you know and you're just like okay I need to get back on you know the track and get my fruits and veggies out and it's time to yeah. get serious, you know so yeah I no, it's, it's so legit <laughs> you've been vegan for five days <laughs> so what you well, say? yeah, yeah <laughs> go back you know yeah. oh, so right but, now you're like you're done with you're not interested in eating meat yeah Probably yeah I'm done. I feel like yes yes and um I don't know I guess it happened like going back to eating meat happened again at a point in time when I was kind of like I'd say rediscovering myself again you know going back to uni and starting mm. and kind of trying to find your place and everything it's kind of hard to like stick to a diet I don't know oh yeah for sure like I think yeah. when I finished school it's now it's now actually now that I'm starting to be more conscious about the things I'm eating because when mm. I was in uni, like, I, I didn't have time to think about, like, what I'm going to cook and stuff. So I just used to buy food, which is so bad, by the way. If you live in New York, stop buying your fucking food. Like, I will cook. I know the kitchens <laughs> are small, but cook your food right. because these these sandwiches, the ones from the bodega, it's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> you know, every time I come home, my mom makes that face at me like, Hmm. <laughs> so this is mm-hmm. what you were doing in America <laughs> like what <laughs> so yeah it's only now since I graduated I feel well, yeah I graduated in like January or whatever but since I moved out of like living in school and stuff I've been more mm-hmm. active about what I'm eating and yeah I buy so much more vegetables than like meat I, I do make like chicken every once in a while but mm-hmm. I don't eat like meat and I also don't eat in the morning is what I've discovered I used to be like I have to eat breakfast when I wake up but now I don't like doing that like I like breakfast but I don't eat it like first thing in the morning like I'll eat it at noon because like why not (laughs) yeah because I just I I don't like lunch foods I like breakfast food but I'll just eat it later on in the day so like Yeah. yeah there's there's been changes and I think had I never experimented with being plant based mm-hmm. at the beginning it would mm-hmm. be harder for me to jump it wouldn't be harder but i would be less prepared to jump into it now than i was before yeah. like even things like milk like i don't buy regular milk i always buy almond milk uh, even going back i think there were things that just kind of stuck yeah. So, yeah even yeah, during the breaks yeah yeah mm-hmm. so i was going to say um you just talked about um experimenting or oh, eating i was like um do, don't you think that um you know like the period of being like plant-based kind of taught you to sort of listen to your body so these days mm-hmm. it's like 
yeah i don't actually like eating in the morning and you know it works better for your body because like you kind of give it yeah you're talking that everything the rage is intermittent fasting but generally like if you listen to your body there's you know your body won't want to eat first thing when you wake up like hydrate like chill like your body doesn't need food then and it's just working out and before you go to bed so you kind of give yourself time which at the end ended up calling intermittent fasting yeah it, it became like a thing and a fad because everyone was like yeah you know it's for it's for dieting but initially really what it is is intuitive eating it's knowing mm-hmm. that i'm not hungry right now it's just that mm-hmm. society has told me i have to eat when i wake up <laughs> maybe yes. we need to you know we need to eat and we always have to have been away some yeah. eggs <laughs> No, but like, like no cap, like when we were in high school, I remember being so like sleepy in the morning classes because we'd have this big old breakfast yeah. <laughs> and I was like, we could have actually waited until like 10 break time. Like we could have had like coffee or tea in the morning. That's fine. But we didn't yeah. need to have like sausages. <laughs> yeah. It was like a whole meal because it was like a whole buffet and you could like pile your plate. <laughs> yeah. And it's like at six in the morning when you're barely awake. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Some people used to just wake up and run for breakfast, then come back and figure out, okay, fine. So am I really awake? Yeah. Like, oh, let's get dressed. Exactly. Yeah. That was, it was a very interesting time. But yes. yeah. So right now I think I'm in between. Like I'm, I'm mm-hmm. trying to work my way back to being plant-based. So mm-hmm. I think what, what it really is, is like if I go out to eat, Mm-hmm. I order stuff that has meat <laughs> but in the house I don't order stuff that has meat. I don't make stuff that has meat I, I rarely buy meat for the house because it also just like takes long to cook compared to mm. vegetables <laughs> like vegetables cook so fast that's true you can have your meal in like, like 20 half hours yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah but if you make like a steak like you have to think about marinating and all these things and it's too much okay. it's too many steps yeah Yeah. So yeah, I think I'm working my way back to it, but I wanted to actually talk about the the vegan movement because mm-hmm. that's something that is always like passing through my mind, but mm-hmm. I feel like hesitation and I get the hesitation that other people have to be involved because it's so it's like aggressive activism, you know. Yeah. It's not it's not casual. It's like we need to do this now. The world is going to blow up and everyone's going to die. And <laughs> there'll be no food for everyone. And I get it. I get it's urgent. I get it. I yes. get it. But at the same time, I don't think that's the the approach you want to take when you're trying to sway people. Yeah, it's not going to persuade someone. Yes, that's as true. much as not for long. <laughs> yeah, not for long at all cuz then they'll be like, "Yo, but every time i go to the shop they're still selling meat so why am i not eating it it's like is it better to waste it like it, it becomes a whole, it becomes such a bigger conversation when you think about it but how do you feel about like the vegan movement well um i feel like i'd say i understand why there are like the people who are very like i'd say aggressive in the mm. approach and they're like they need to do this now and you know I guess for them um they empathize with the fact that um I'd say the earth has been hurting for long mm-hmm. or you know mankind has been doing a lot of um damage, exactly, <laughs> damage you know, over time so it's kind of like you know if this is the one thing we could do then let's do it now like you know get as many people as you can to mm-hmm. 
be on it. And then on the other side, you have the softer kind of people who are like, you know, so I guess it's also the dynamic of personalities. You know, mm-hmm. you have the people who are vegan and they're like, you have to do this now. And there's other ones who are like, okay, take your time, you'll figure it out. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. So um, I feel like, yeah, the aggressive side of it could be intimidating. But if you take your time to actually, I don't know, sit down, pick up at it and actually, I don't know, like be curious about what the movement actually is about, then yeah. you'd be, you'd actually understand on some level why these people are being very forward. Aggressive. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's justified. It's definitely justified. But yeah, another thing I was going to ask you, I think you started to talk about it before, is like the plant-based alternatives so when they have like (laughs) the fake chicken the fake bacon the the tofurkey (laughs) whatever do you are you a fan of those things like almond milk I'm a fan like I love it more than regular milk I think yeah it's better it tastes better I know it's not the best for the environment actually is what I found out recently you know that yeah apparently they take they use a lot of water to make almond milk that it ends up being just as harmful to the environment as making regular milk, I guess. I mean, you're not hurting cows, but because of how much water is used, it's mm-hmm. not the most... In what, like planting the trees or in the process of making the milk? I think it's in the process of making the milk because mm-hmm. um, almonds are very small, first of all. like They're not big, yeah. they're not like coconuts. <laughs> so I think you need quite a lot... Of, of them to to make milk but i think it's also about i think it's about growing them i think it's it's about growing the almonds because you need yeah. so many that yeah to make just but like one carton of almond milk if it if it's in the process of growing trees um doesn't you know trees like bring about rain because you know they have mm. like the yeah so it's still a bit you know, so i really don't get the argument maybe if it was in the process of making the milk in the industrial process of it like maybe milky water is lost in like cooling or whatever but yeah you know like the farming part wouldn't really make sense to say that water is being lost yeah from yeah. making trees <laughs> yeah i think it might yeah. be the production yeah i, I think I, I know that there's a big argument about almond milk and the amount of water which is why people mm. are swayed more towards using oat milk i think was a better okay. alternative but i don't like the consistency it's very thick it's like creamy yeah i haven't yeah. tried it I don't know, I found almond milk and I stuck to it. And the thing is that like with almond milk, you can make your own because it's pretty much just like blending them in a um, blender with like water and then I guess sieving it out. Yeah, Yeah, you have to like sieve out the the seeds. Yeah. But anyways, I feel like um, there's also this whole thing for, you know, um, um, Black Lives Matter and then the other guys go, oh, don't fight Lives Matter. So I think that's... And they're happening in that yeah. situation. Like, you know, um, almond milk, it just costs as much, it costs as much water or even more to produce, you know, yeah. almond milk compared to like regular milk. Yeah. So it's just, you know, so I was thinking that's kind of like the scenario in that debate because I really don't understand how it would, you know, all of it is like ecologically friendly. Like mm-hmm. um, whatever water they're putting into the almonds is basically being drunk by people that will get recycled, like, come out as waste and all of that so yeah that's interesting to know yeah but how do you feel about like the 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 meat alternatives are you a fan of those do you eat them Mm. 
Do you buy them? No, I'm not a fan at all. Um, <laughs> well, one, because, okay, so my argument for that is if you're going to live a plant-based lifestyle, you're basically doing it for, I guess, on some level, your health, right? Mm-hmm. And you're trying to get away from processed foods and all of that and trying to eat clean. So basically, all these meals, meat alternatives are basically processed like the processed food aggressively yeah very you know mm-hmm. turning something into like Same. plastering you together to look like something it's not in adding colorants and preservatives to keep it in that stage you know mm-hmm. and all these different like um tastes and chemical whatever is they put in it to make it taste a certain way look a certain way mm-hmm. i basically just don't agree with that i don't understand how many chemicals you could possibly be putting into your body with just you know a serving of to fuck you or you know i'm not yeah. judging it's a it's a um, real stretch yes it really is um and i think that um, trying to use that as a swaying fact again i don't think it's what's gonna get people to become mm-hmm. vegan because like, it doesn't matter how much a beyond burger looks like a real burger like, yes, cheese, it's like a real taste like it's still it's not so if you want to eat a burger like get a black bean burger like it's not mm-hmm. it's not even trying to be something that it's not it's just yeah. vegetables and you're very aware yeah. it's faster to cook mm-hmm. and all that stuff but like with these alternatives it's the idea that oh you're not sacrificing the taste and the stuff of the things that you like but at the end of the day the reason you should be pursuing something plant-based is because you're aware that those things that you like are not very healthy <laughs> and so exactly. yeah and so forcing vegetables to mimic these foods is like it's counterproductive you're still gonna and i know another big thing i've heard about those things is that they have so much salt yeah and you know you want to eat them the same way you would eat meat so you'd be like in the morning i have like the veggie sausages yeah and then at lunch, I'll have a veggie burger. And then at dinner, I'll have like tofurkey or whatever. And it's like, you shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> like exactly. Just- um, I feel like um, the approach of trying to get people to go, like leave a plant-based lifestyle off of, you know, giving them alternatives that are similar to what they're leaving instead of giving them the education that this is what's wrong with what you're eating. And this is yeah. why this is, you know, this should be what you're eating, not... Mm-hmm. You know, not oh okay this is exactly like that but it's just made from plants and yeah. it tastes because plants will never taste the same and they have like a whole array of flavors they have their and, own flavors you know, exactly. <laughs> they're not supposed like, to taste the same right exactly yeah. not being yeah so that's interesting yeah that's my on the <laughs> no, yeah, no, it's, a, it's a very valid argument about those um have you have you okay yeah so i think another Thing along that same topic is being and like being like I don't want to say intimate but like being around people who aren't plant-based as a plant-based person is that something that you are against like you know how like some vegans are like I can't be friends with you if you eat meat like get okay. the fuck out of my house don't bring that McDonald's <laughs> here like, you know, like is it that deep no it's not that deep and I didn't think it should ever be that deep because everyone's free to express themselves however they please even though it doesn't agree with yours Mm. but then again if it's your own space you're free to choose what you Mm. allow into your space so you know there's that too but um I 
I understand why certain people wouldn't be, you know, um, condoning of hanging out with people who don't, who don't, who don't have a plant-based lifestyle. Because at the end of the day, like um, the people who you surround yourself with kind of become, you know, like the impacts, the behaviors if you're around people who are constantly eating meat and, you know, like talking, you know, obviously, um, I don't know how to say, but the groups would differ, right? If you were in a group where you're hanging out with plant-based people and you guys are sharing a meal and talking, the whatever happens there would be so different from a group where you're, you guys are all eating meat and, you know, because there's kind of that argument as well that, um, you know, what you eat kind of feeds your thought and, you know, the, your, the whatever's that you put out. So um, you'd find that, um, then again, these are just my... She's not the doctor, so these are all the opinions <laughs> and... Opinions, right. Yeah. So basically, you'd find like in a, a, like a group of, you know, plant-based um, people, like it'd be more, um, I don't know, like nice and friendly and warm and, you know, talking about like, I don't know, different like issues, but in... Yeah. A, because they're more conscious and, about other environmental things. Yes, and conscious of other pain. But when it comes to like, I'd say like with meat eaters, mm-hmm. it's like kind of very aggressive and violent and the energy is kind of like heavy. I don't yeah. know. Um, the talks, the topics, it's just, you know, like you kind of like in this unconscious state and what you're eating doesn't really allow you to, you know, move far past that. Yeah, I think there's a huge like spiritual element and like self-discovery thing that comes along with pursuing this kind of diet and lifestyle. I don't mean the diet, just the lifestyle as a whole because you're trying to be, and I think even just looking back to how we started it, like it was around the time we were all like, I'm going to be a natural, like I'm going to stop relaxing my hair, I'm going to learn how to take care of my own hair. Like we were we had so many transitions going on at the same time. The time. Mm-hmm. And then there was like the, the spiritual, like the, the emotional transition of just like, I'm not going to be on my own. I'm an adult. Yeah. Like I need to be responsible. And I'm also mm-hmm. like covering who I am outside of these friends that I've grown up with for my whole life, you know? So yeah. that was also something that was going on. And again, now when we're discovering like new ways to eat, it's like, why are we, why have we been eating animals when even, the hunter-gatherers were not eating animals every day. They were mostly exactly. sustained by vegetables and like legumes and stuff. It was only after, like it was only like once in a while. Cause like, if you, if you even think about it, like theoretically, you couldn't keep, they had no fridges. Where exactly. were they keeping that meat? <laughs> just either you it just it day, like a day and. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you kill it today, you get today, that's it. And you're not gonna mm-hmm. go. And they also didn't used to eat every day. It's something else I discovered. They exactly yes. Eating uh, it goes back to that intuitive eating thing. It's not you don't eat when you're bored. You don't eat yeah. to kill time. You're, you're supposed to be eating consciously because your body wants nourishment. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think just because you're when you're becoming a vegan or more conscious about the things you're putting into your body, there's a spiritual element. I think. And yeah it's important to discuss as well because i think we were also reading about like buddhism and like zen mm-hmm. yeah. and like meditation and yoga and like there was so mm-hmm. many there was so many changes mm-hmm. happening in that one 
that one year when we oh, started gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah i think i think it's crazy how much how much how many transitions you have at that age I, like for reference we were about 17 18, the yeah. natural hair stuff i think we started maybe when we we're like 15 but around the time of the, the the vegetarianism and like the veganism we were like 17 18 yeah, yeah just it was around the time you finished school you're starting to be on your own so i think that was very important mm-hmm. to do it at that time yeah um, yeah mm-hmm. and i feel like it was really important because like um at the time kind of having something i don't know like the kind of it's it's kind of like giving you like your body like you're good you know like through all these shifting changes I don't know how to, like during the first year you remember how we all had like you were homes like you know feeling homesick and yeah. you know all this like I don't know the weather's different and dealing mm-hmm. with so many different things but like the fact that I guess um my nutrition was good kind of helped me like you know deal with all of that stuff you know yeah so, mm-hmm. yeah so your mental health is kind of like even better it's a bit harder for you to, I guess, feel like long puns of depression because yeah. like, you know, you're eating good. Yeah. Yeah. You're taking so, care of your body. So mm-hmm. whatever other stuff you're going in, you're going, that's going on. It's not physical. It's more like mental or emotional. Like, yeah. I'm, another thing I was going to bring up is like when you're around like, well, actually, would you consider having a significant other that's a vegan, or do you want someone that is your significant to be to be a vegan? Like, have you dated non-vegans? Have you dated vegans yeah. or vegetarians or uh, whatever? I haven't dated any vegans or vegetarians. I've mm-hmm. had um, none. I mean, meat eaters. What is it? Non-vegetarian, non-plant-based. Yeah. Um, and I'd say for to experience I don't know for you to get the best I guess out of like you know it's a lifestyle and for your life um I'd say it would be best like for me personally uh, in future um my partner would hopefully be plant-based because I feel like it also helps you know make the walk easier there's someone for you to Mm -hmm. kind of talk to about certain things because you know usually it's usually your friends and you're like oh I experimented with this and you know and it's you know, because you, if it was like your partner who's a meat eater and you're vegetarian, it would kind of cut, you're like making dinner and it's like, okay, on this end, it's like carcass. And then on your end, it's like, <laughs> so, you know, you talk to that, that word carcass, you're not letting it go. These are dead animals. No, that's what no, the, they that's are. What they are. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm totally on board with that. I feel like if I do decide to have children, I would like them to be like largely black like plant-based it's not mandatory because obviously they also have their own agency and I won't refuse them from trying Mm -hmm. something yeah because I was because I think it's it's good to give them a sense of choice but wait did you ask children or partners no I said I said partners but I was saying like if you do decide to have children and you want to raise them that way until they're like 15 or something and old enough to decide it's a must it's a must must. oh my god like nothing else will be a must no me the one the one that i don't hear is a tea a tea cow milk no like after you after you're done breastfeeding i want them to have dairy like that like they have cheese but yeah (laughs) it would be helpful to have a partner that's plant-based or 
a vegan or whatever when that happens but who knows you know i'm not gonna close the door because i don't think i don't think it's fair (laughs) but and also people can be swayed man you don't you don't have to do it when you're 15 it can also be when you're 30 when you're 40 when it happens it happens is, is what i'm trying to get at but yeah maybe the maybe there won't be a, a vegan when we meet but yeah <laughs> 10 years down the line yeah <laughs> who knows but yeah are you well like mm-hmm. a, another good question is are you like someone who actively recommends being plant-based to other people no um so i kind of believe in it being your own choice and mm-hmm. if it's meant for you or if it's something you encounter then somehow there'll be a, like you you bump into it some on the internet or a close friend will tell you someone because you know sometimes we like peddle information to people and they're not necessarily ready to receive it or it's not theirs to receive yeah you can't really tell you just kind of i don't actively go out and like you should be a vegan you're killing the planet didn't you know it's wrong to eat meat but mm-hmm. no no definitely never yeah never really be one to you know because at the end of the day there's um people are free to kind of decide for themselves and pay for themselves so i kind of believe in that choice unless you like see my lifestyle and you're like okay mm-hmm. so you don't eat why don't you do that and stuff and then we can talk from there but mm-hmm. yeah it's not bad to enlighten someone who might not even be aware of it which is why this is a good podcast topic i think because i don't know what my listeners eat for dinner i've <laughs> wines for them but i don't know what they pair them with that's their business <laughs> but yeah i think it's always something to consider and even if you don't want to do it like just try it for like a week like what's the loss you'll spend less money on food <laughs> vegetables are cheaper than meat so yeah at least that's that's one benefit yeah been saying that like um what's this like plant-based like vegetarian vegan meals are actually cheaper oh than, yeah for sure 100 you know? yeah like so. i i've been i said going to a new market okay actually i didn't even say this but both of my roommates are vegetarians so mm, i think that's, that's also been what's helping me not mm-hmm. feel the need to eat meat so much anymore but yeah, yeah. They're, both, they're both vegetarians and sometimes we go like grocery shopping together Mm-hmm. and there's like this food market nearby and they have so many like all the produce you could imagine i've been seeing vegetables oh. i didn't even know existed so that's fun and also when was this recently um before i um went back to actively stopping to eat meat yeah um this like whole rage of like aged meat and i'm like yeah <laughs> that's been aged for 12 years yeah it's like wine it's fine wine. (laughs) yeah it's a thing it's a thing and like even dried meats i don't know if you had like like beef jerky or Mm -hmm. but that that dried meat i don't like that i I don't it's very rubbery and chewy kind of like this wine (laughs) it tastes like a cork (laughs) (laughs) You're wild. Oh, gosh. It's, it's growing up. It's just the smell. It smells like plastic. I don't know. Really? Yeah. I wish you could smell. Send me a I wish I found your bottle, but I just wanted to give this vegan one a chance. Ah, there you go. Speaking of, let's go back to talk mm-hmm. about wine. Um, 
So did you know there was such a thing as vegan wines before I told you today? I actually didn't. When you told me that your wine was vegan, I was like, what? Yeah. What is vegan wine? Like, what? That's really cool. So tell me about vegan wines. I yeah. think you mean it so, too. Um, yeah. So traditionally, the finding mm-hmm. agents that are used to make wine mm-hmm. sometimes have like animal products. So as an example, in red wine, they would have egg whites in there or something called yeah. albumin. albumin. Yeah, so they have something called albumin, which is which has egg whites in it. And that's what they would use to find the, the, the red wine. But for white wine, they used to use a milk protein known as casein. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what, that's like the one part of it that does have animal products. So, and that's used in the fermenting process. So oh. with vegan wine, they use other alternatives that are not based on animal products which i think actually has an impact on the taste because this wine does not taste very good <laughs> it doesn't taste good <laughs> I'm, oh <sorry>. God. <laughs> no, I'm just yeah, like what, what could possibly go wrong but i guess it's like the same way they try to make the um, what is this thing called the soya chunks the soya like mm, little, yeah you know and yeah. there's supposed to taste like meat but they don't taste like anything i feel like tofu and soy just have a very distinct nothingness taste that you have to put Mm -hmm. a bunch of other things like an aggressive amount of like salt and pepper so it can uh, absorb it yeah because otherwise it doesn't taste like anything just so funny it feels like it's like filled with water yeah it it really just tastes like emptiness (laughs) it's like nothingness yeah. <laughs> it's like ugali you know ugali doesn't really have a taste on its own yeah it's, it's like, actually that nice. yeah so you can't just eat a bunch of ugali by itself you have to eat it with skooma you have to eat it with something you know flavor yeah yeah that's what but, that's what tofu feels like <laughs> so i don't know i was going to say like i feel like sometimes um the alternatives like oh and i have a question for you um they kind of give like being plant-based a bad rap because you like eat tofu and you're like that tastes so bad that's supposed to be your meat mm-hmm. you know you're giving someone like a plate of lentils with right like rice and then like okay eat that it slaps like, okay, yeah it's good. Like, you know it makes sense instead of giving them like an alternative and them expecting it to taste like meat or taste like mm-hmm. you know yeah um, I think that's the problem. That's what I was saying. Like trying to sway people with the promise of this will taste just like what you like to eat. It's bullshit because it's not going to taste like <laughs> it's not gonna taste like what you want you to eat. It's not going to taste like a steak. It's not going to have the same consistency as mm. fish. Like they can try. They can really yeah. try it. But then it makes you wonder what they've put in it to make it that way, you know? Yeah. That's the problem. Um, yeah. with tofu. So I wanted to ask you, like the bad side, like the, mm. you know not spoken about side of you know becoming plant-based like okay so first i wanted to ask you about like the soya and apparently they have like a bad rap mm-hmm. um do you know anything about that i actually don't know so much about i know there's something about like salt levels is because okay. which again goes back to like the lack of flavor in it mm. um, and so people try to avoid things with a lot of soy because to make it taste good, you have to use a lot of salt <laughs> and a lot, oh, a lot of okay. like condiment. Yeah, you need to have so many other things to contribute to it. And I think it's the same case with tofu because, like you said, tofu is like basically water, <laughs> solid water, <laughs> bouncy, squishy water. I don't know. 
um mm. but and also i know some people are just like allergic to soy that's also a thing like some people oh, get like yeah. constipation yeah. and nausea and like it's a thing yeah but in terms of side effects i i really don't know i can't speak that much about it but oh, yeah. i know it's okay. a good source of protein which is why people like to put soy in everything yeah. I figured it was like the bean cuz soy actually comes from like beans beans that I guess they like no the soybeans yes so mm. they're like beans like yeah. legume mm-hmm. so they like mash them and they turn them into like all sorts of things i guess that's where the yeah yeah that, yeah oh, okay yeah i think all that's right. what it is they they use just like regular beans but honestly i kind of like enjoy like lentils a lot more and like yeah. kidney beans or pinto beans there's so many beans oh god yeah yeah and potatoes i was talking to ruby the other day we had a podcast mm-hmm. we could the last podcast episode and ruby just mm-hmm. went on about chips for like 10 minutes oh. chips. <laughs> chips like, like fantastic yeah Best but yeah back to the wine we're, we're getting towards the end of the episode so i wanted to ask you some alcohol based questions you know so what's mm. your what's your go to drink or your favorite drink mm, okay a glass of white probably a chardonnay a chardonnay oh, classy girl she's a classy okay <laughs> um, okay what's something you never want to drink again oh gosh um a still bombay sapphire that, that- <laughs> <laughs> I feel still, like I know why. <laughs> yeah. You know why? Yeah. Still. Oh oh. Bombay. Wow. That one. I, I get that like tingly. You know when your hair's raised like on the back mm-hmm. of the Whenever I smell it, I'm like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally the memory. I'm just like. Ugh. Yeah. It's the devil to life. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> But oh, you I still know. drink gin. Just not, not Bombay. No. Prefer. No. Um. I don't know my gin take is just it's gone almost, down. Yeah, I'm on like more of a wine thing these days. Okay. Yeah. Now while I have whiskey but mm, I don't know. I feel like I'm growing old, you know. My body's just like, "Hey girl, you're partying like you're 15." <laughs> it's that it's that intuitive drinking now. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Your body knows what it likes to drink now. Yeah, and I don't know why um I know it's been like for so long I'm forcing forcing myself to take something that tastes so nasty yeah. and then I'll just wake up feeling so shitty like what's going on don't I love myself like yeah that's how I feel about yeah. like some types of alcohol like hey when I had okay, so I'd be on for a different episode and he was listing these alcohols I've never even heard of in my life and I was like those are things that I'm I'm glad I've never encountered and I hope oh, to never yeah. encounter Oh my god. Yeah. I feel like these of experimenting with alcohol are behind me. Now I think yeah. I know what I like. I like I thought I'm, I'm not against it. learning mm-hmm. trying a new one if I'm in like a social situation and mm-hmm. there's this brand and I'm like okay I'll I'll take a sip of that uh, why not? Mm-hmm. Or like if I go to like a bar and they have like a interesting cocktail of some mm-hmm. variety oh, that I'm not god. familiar with. It's there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's that's completely okay. And I think yeah, even with wine there's so much to experiment with like exactly wine is like funny. a whole world it's a whole it is a whole world enough to build a podcast around it and I'm like you know they have because of like um so Malbec is made from like I'm guessing the 
Malbec grape. Yeah, that's a, that's a grape variety, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like all grape varieties have, not all, but most, a lot of them have like a rosé variety. And yeah. then you have like that are slightly bubbly and the non-bubblies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I also waiting found out that even rosé. like red grapes can be used for white grapes. So yeah. the, like for white wine. Yeah, you just yeah, have to peel yeah. it, yeah. Because like, you know, apparently there's like, I think two different ways of making like, rosé wine it's like yeah um there's one where they like leave the um the it's skin. like red berries red mm-hmm. yeah red red grapes and they leave the skin on for like a little bit just until it's like a little pink mm-hmm. and then they take it out mm-hmm. and then there's an the option where they mix like red and white um red Grape and white juice, basically yeah. yeah yeah to make mm-hmm. a rosé yeah. so you could have like a Rosé that's made from like a Cabernet mixed with like a different. Because so it's like really interesting. Visual, yeah, it's so. Yeah, no, no, there's, so many, there's so many types of wine, and I feel like it's gonna be so fun going through them. Yeah, so no. I'm yeah. really excited for you. Congratulations, my love. Yeah. Okay. The last. Oh, so I have a question for you. Okay. Do you see yourself um, going back to the plant-based lifestyle mm-hmm. and? Yes. Why? Why would? You, why do you think now that you box lead, and what do you think you'd do to make like if you were to go back to you know mm. never? Yeah, I think. I think I'd like to. I don't know if I'll go back to like being a vegan, just okay. yet, but like yeah. vegetarian, yeah, for sure. And <laughs> the reason, yeah, the reason for that is just because. Yeah. I've noticed like sometimes I have reactions to some like, certain meat, specifically mm-hmm. like pork. Oh my God, like I can't eat bacon anymore. I used to really like bacon, but I actually get like small hives on my arm. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And it's, it's not, it's not like a big deal. Like they fade away after a few hours, but it's like, it's something I genuinely noticed. It was like, I ate some pork ribs, boom, hives. <laughs> Had bacon in the way, boom, hives. So yeah, that that was something that I was like, okay, my body's literally rejecting this food. Why am I forcing mm-hmm. myself to eat it just because it tastes nice? Mm-hmm. Like it's not that deep. But yeah. yeah, but in terms of how I'll I'll move back to that, I think because I've been cooking more, it's it's already starting to happen. Like most of the things I make will have like yeah. beans or lentils or stuff like that. So I think being in control of what I'm eating and like not depending on takeout so much is a big yeah. step for me. Yeah. But um, in the long run, especially if I go back to Kenya, it's going to mm-hmm. be a very interesting situation. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's easier when you live on your own because you're more responsible for what you're eating. If you're living with your family, it's kind of like you know, you're eating what they're eating or they're eating what you're eating. So you have to be like conscious of, of that as well you know yeah. so yeah it's it's a bit of a roller coaster I'm not sure how long it'll take me to go back but I'm also like not like sure forcing myself that. yeah like I know I'm yeah. doing it but like I'm not like saying oh by Thursday it's around exactly. that's what's gonna tempt me to like backslide again because I'll be like oh yeah yeah, I don't. I didn't even want it that badly. I just forced myself. It's like I want to gradually go to it, like gradually let, yeah. let go of me to the point where I don't even miss it. That's true. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I'd say I pretty much think the same thing because I was like, be, letting go of meat, um, especially after coming back from, um, Egypt was like, 
Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, because it was what you were eating there was basically gunk, genuinely. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Eden. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, not gunk, uh, <laughs> it was just no, they eat a lot of like red meat or like white meat. Like, what, what have, are they eating? Okay, well, uh, they have a lot of chicken. That's mm. for sure. Chicken mm. is a lot. They have a lot of um, veg. What's this stuff called? Um, yes, they have lots of red meat and mm. lamb. What's lamb? Sheep. Yeah, sheep meat. they like lamb. Yeah, mm. they love lamb. So there's so much lamb, so much um, beef, so much chicken, mm. and literally go to like a restaurant where you order a meal and it comes with like three different servings of meat so you get lamb you get chicken and you get like <laughs> weird meat sausages or something yeah like you'd barely get vegetables you know so mm. I mean, but like when we were there my body was already like girl what's going on because I kind of already started you know just mostly eating like vegetarian because I cook for myself most of the time it's just like being vegetarian food yeah so then going there I was just like oh my god what's going on but then this, like the saddest thing happened and I like developed a love for like cheese. So now it's like, yeah, see, that's know. what I'm saying. Like be, the vegan, the one that's holding me back is the cheese. It's like, I really mm-hmm. like cheese. I don't like how vegan cheese tastes. It's kind of It's weird. like stringy and plasticky. So. Yeah, it tastes like this wine. <laughs> <I'm joking>. <laughs> <laughs> I really hate it on this yeah, wine today. Really <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh I almost <laughs> like asking for a refund. <laughs> this familiar familiar oh section whatever they are like you hook them or call them up and like, no. I'm, something blaming this, I'm blaming the vegan part of it i guess i don't know maybe that's the saddest part and it's like every time something um is branded vegan and it ends up kind of yeah. being a bit let's say sub sub quality substandard yeah. it's like oh yeah just because it's vegan you know just because yeah. it's vegetarian if it was a real thing it know? would be perfect like and i don't know like yeah. i feel like vegan wine is not a, it's not it's not doing so good like honestly, even vegan alcohol i know like even mm. like, some other alcohols are not exactly vegan maybe because of similar reasons but yeah when they make those alternatives it's like (laughs) are you sure like i think if i think what it is is if the big the big vineyards and like the big distilleries were the ones who like made that choice to like let's make Mm -hmm. our own like if jack daniels decided for making a vegan whiskey that's because they've had so much yeah because they've had such a long history of making whiskey i'm sure they would be able to maintain yeah yeah so i don't know i think maybe it needs more time to get to the point where it's as good as regular wine but right now it'll be so easy to make like vegan wine without it being well i don't know i guess let's try again another this is episode 11 and i 11 years another 11 11 years years. (laughs) let's hope this podcast lasts 11 years that's a good one yes you'll do like a review or like yeah on the next wine and be like "Mm, okay so hopefully by then i'll actually be plant-based that's important (laughs) yes yeah okay oh another thing plant-based and alcohol and party life it's not they yeah what do you think i don't know i think i think it's possible like if you're if you're you're like really trying to be conscious about what you're drinking like what type of alcohol it is that you're 
like whether it's vegan or not then yeah that's gonna be tough because i don't think they'll sell this in the bar but <laughs> but i'm saying like in terms of being able to go out and stuff because I, again I, i still think that like this veganism thing is it's more it's larger than just what you consume it's like about who mm-hmm. you are and like the things you like exactly. to do so yeah. i think there would have to be like a, a high level of restraint like you're not gonna yeah. go on a on a, on a 13 hour bender or like 24 hours without sleeping because you were drinking throughout the day and the night like that's something that would be unlikely or just wouldn't fit this lifestyle rather because yeah. if you're going out like that chances are you'll only be able to eat like finger food and the finger food is always like sausages it's eggs it's whatever uh, what are the 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 smokies the smokies that are outside (laughs) yeah yeah the ones outside the club so yeah i think that would be a a challenge but honestly out here i'd say it's actually very doable because here they have a lot of pizza places outside bars and stuff so you just get like a if you're you're vegetarian it's doable let's say that because there's cheese on yeah you can get like plain cheese or margarita and that's fine yeah Mm -hmm. I don't know why I always felt like I feel like maybe that was also like the thing that kind of made me also like completely let go when I you know backslid mm. was like starting to drink you know because mm. I think that's when I started like partying and going on vendors um it was like impossible to add, okay almost, let me not say impossible it was very hard to mm. yeah because you know, your inhibitions uh, are low you're not really think you're not Maybe. thinking about that stuff yeah you're just like yeah. it's fun to use thinking you're not eating right it kind of and eating right and then drinking there's just something within you that just feels like oh it's time you know it's like they don't <laughs> i feel like they just don't go hand in hand they don't like each other somehow it's just yeah it's it's a yeah. challenge i don't think it's impossible i think it's doable but you have to think yeah. of why you're trying to make Very it happen so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like if you're on a vacation, I get it. Go for it. Like go on your little bender. That's fine. But yeah. if it's just a regular part of the week, and you're trying to be a more wholesome person and all that stuff, you don't need to be like going out for that long. If that makes sense. Yeah. I think yeah, because I think like going out for a drink regular, even just like two or three drinks out with friends, that's easy. That's fine. Mm. You hear the car? <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know it. <laughs> There's so many cars. Oh my god. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Surprised there's not been an ambulance, but yeah. Um I oh yeah, I was going to ask how how has like COVID affected your diet and like your your eating yeah. habits? Do you think that's also something that's changed things for you? Okay. Um not really because I've always just I've always lived like alone like lived on my own. Mm-hmm. So um it's always like kind of been me to be in charge of like what I'm consuming yeah um, so it's not really affected okay i'd say it kind of made me like now sit and think like okay you're buying that you know mm-hmm. and it was like every day before i'd cook i'd always guilt myself like oh my god you're cooking meat why are you cooking chicken what are you cooking yeah. chicken what are you know so i feel like it made me like really really look at like my cooking and feeding habits because mm-hmm. you're also I kind of you're not really moving and doing as much mm-hmm. as on normal days 
So kind of some of your little like habits kind of become like highlighted and you yeah. really look at you like, oh my God, am I really doing that? Why am I doing that? You know? Yeah. So, mm, so that was kind of like the biggest thing. I think like, it's funny that it took me like, how long has COVID been going on right now? Almost two years. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, like that, yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, so maybe one and a half years of just looking at me and being like, okay, I need to drop it. I need to drop it. No, same. So same. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's something to, it's something to, I don't know. I think it's a bit easier when you're on your own. So I'll agree with that. Mm. Like if I was in my, because when the pandemic happened, I went home. So I was with my parents and then, you know, suddenly I was buying the groceries. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's not my money. So I can't say, I don't want this. I don't want that pick this instead yeah so you just eat what's yeah. there also it was a, it was a tough time it was i was not trying to be stressed out about food it was enough of the those those bigger problems at that point <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but yeah so before we wrap things up um i like to ask the guest to tell me either the story of their first sip or the story of their worst sip of alcohol Ooh. yeah it's your choice you can choose whichever you prefer <laughs> Okay, first sip or my worst sip? <laughs> my first sip. Oh my god! So um, we're a couple of young teenagers, and um, we were in a hotel room in Jordan, the country. And I remember um, a friend of mine went down, like me and some other rando we had met on the trip, but was somehow partying with us <laughs> that night. Yeah. So we went down to go and somehow convince the bartender that we were husband and wife and oh my god <laughs> right 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 yeah. <laughs> we needed a bottle for the night so we gave him the money and he gave us a very nice russian vodka that was like i think 47 or some nonsense like that uh-huh. no shit. and happy little kids trotting up to their room you know first time to drink and we went and we opened the bottle i think there was like about six of us in the room at the time mm-hmm. and the bottle went round like you know you drink you chug your quarter or so yeah. and once you're done like you know so because you know no one wanted to get caught and suddenly had to erase I had never taken alcohol in my life and I had chugged like probably like I don't know about 200 or so mls of alcohol mm. <laughs> oh my god it was insane ah oh. I went to the bathroom and I was like chugging those, you know, those tiny little bottles of water. Oh my like, God. Oh my God. Oh my God. We're going to die today. <laughs> oh, man. It's okay. Yes, that, at least it wasn't. Experience. Yeah, that's that's not the worst. At least you were, you know, you were with a group of people. So it was fun. <laughs> you had a fun time. There was water nearby. It's important. <laughs> there was water, keyword. Yeah, there was water. Okay. Well, Chirono, thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing time with me. It was really nice to talk to you about this interesting journey that we kind of shared, you know. And yeah, I think we'll have you on for another episode in the future for sure. So stay tuned for that. (laughs) Yeah, and thanks to me. This has been so much fun and catching up and the wine. Oh my God. I I'm wish kind you of jealous that yours is better. This wine is really, really good. Like, look where it's reaching. I feel like I don't <laughs> <laughs> No, that's like, that's like two glasses, I think. That's not that much. 
that's okay. fine. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thank you, listeners, for getting this far. And don't forget to share the podcast with the wine lovers in your life. And we'll have another episode next week. So bye. Bye.